Nisi Lexi, unleash the power of your creativity. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Nisi Lexi live interview here. We are super exciting to be having for the very first time a cow jumble who is better known as the first South Sudanese stand-up comedian. He's an actor and an activist. He's the founder also of the Juba International Comedy Festival, the first comedy festival in South Sudan. And he started his career back in 2016 and gained his fame 2018. And with the movement and his also uh, skills, he was able to bring out a new form of uh, comedian's career, as well as inspiring a lot of youths that will be able to kind of enter the entertainment industry. I am super happy to have him here because I feel like his story will be an inspiring story that we can also learn from it and gain a lot of uh, insightful wisdom from him. For the first time only, please, for those who are in Canada, international, or even in the um, States, Africa, welcome Akoi Jumbo. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing great. How's it going? I'm good, good. Well, welcome to Nisi Lexi. We're ex excited to have you here. Uh, well, first of all, it's our season eight and it's been a long journey and we can um, wait to be sharing these stories of yours with our audience. Obviously, uh, we are based in Toronto and right now you are in New York City doing your tour. Yeah. So how did you get into the comedy? All right, cool. Um, my name is Akau Jumbo. Um, I started doing comedy in 2016. Mm -hmm. Yes, uh, June 2016 was a very, very uh, coincidental thing. I, I remember I came back home one day and I was just talking to one of my friends and um, I was telling him this story, which was like a very funny story. I can't remember the story, but I was telling him a very funny story and um, and it was cooking while I was doing that. And after we, when we served dinner and we were eating, I was like, man, that was very funny. Uh, why don't you try and join comedy? I'm like yeah, maybe maybe I'll think about it, yeah. But a few a few weeks, a few maybe a few months before, I had watched uh, a comedy special by Trevor Noah, so it it kind of like inspired me. So when I when I when I put all those pieces together, I was like maybe let me just go try it out. So yeah, I went to this comedy club. It was it was crazy. So many people there trying to do comedy as well and all of that. And I thought I was gonna I thought I was gonna get on stage on that particular day, but it wasn't. Nah, it took me almost like four months to get on stage for the first time, but mm -hmm. I just kept on. I I was consistent. I I I fell in love with it. The more I, the more I came there, I fell in love with it. Amazing, amazing! Wow, what what a terrific story that is. So obviously, you said you were inspired by Trevor Noah to get into your career as a comedian. So have you always kind of thought about? I know you're also an actor and uh, you do activist uh, works for the social civic stuff. So being an actor and the comedy, how do you align the two worlds together? I mean, it's not, it's not so far from each mm -hmm. other because mm -hmm. uh, as, as a stand-up comedian while you're on stage, you, you're, you're only given a microphone and a stool and then you just have to talk. So mm -hmm. act acting kind of like comes in to spice up the things that you you try and do so while on stage you need to play different characters and you need mm -hmm. to keep on acting to spice it up a little bit than uh, than just talking and people listening i mean you could be funny in that way 
but mm-hmm. if you add in if you add in that spice it makes it a little bit different and uh, and i try so much to get better at it it's 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 a it's a journey mm-hmm. i try so much to get better at it uh, there are people that are way better than than me at it um, there are people who do voices people who do different characters and all of that it's an amazing uh, added value that you should have as as a comedian i believe excellent amazing first of all i just want to say a massive congratulation for all the stuff that you've been doing i did some research on some of the works that you're doing mm-hmm. and also the tour, so massive congratulations on that uh i just want to ask you uh being the first south sudanese stand-up comedian obviously that comes with a lot of weight that comes with a lot of um what do you call it like uh, uh you you become that first person who basically paved the way for a lot of the young up and coming comedian or stand up comedian how is that role basically right now um in impacting the way you do your creativity or the way you do your pitch line or the way you kind of craft your 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 material because you understand that you're the first one who opening a door for so many others like how do you go through that process of knowing okay what i'm doing is i'm opening doors for other people as well i think the 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 thing is that you have to come to terms with the reality that whatever you're doing is not going to benefit you like mm-hmm. chances are very high that i would not actually benefit from most of these things that i'm doing it's it's kind of like um it's, it's like the people that build the build that build the railway lines 100 years ago are the ones that are using the railway lines right now Mm-hmm. it's that it's that type of energy and knowing that you just you just give it gotta give it your all like you have to make sure that you do your part and then whatever happens happens and um and it's 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 hard it's hard because you're just putting out a blue, blueprint there's so many things that people are foreign to people mm-hmm. do not understand this as an art form they do not respect it people say this is not good this is not funny and all of that and you realize when you go when you go to to industries where this has been done before people love it so you, you just realize that it's just that people are not exposed to it so you got to keep on trying mm-hmm. to to get people exposed to it people like like it and love it and one of the best ways which is um which is the one that's working right now is to get international acceptance so that you get local acceptance and and i hope that the other people that come up after me don't have to struggle to get international acceptance for local acceptance it should be the other way around people should get local acceptance then international acceptance but it's a, it's a journey it's a new country it's a new we have bigger problems than people accepting artists so while we work, work our way around I, I believe everyone should just do their part you should just do what you have to do and be consistent be 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 around people's people, like be available when people when people think about this they think about you and then when they think about you they connect the dots and changes their mindset like if i if i am doing amazing stuff and um and there's a young comedian out there even if i don't know them personally and somebody sees them and they have seen me before and they see this this person trying to do comedy they're like oh you're trying to do it like a cow oh cool let me let me actually give you a listening ear because something has already been put in his head that he he believes that all oh, something like this can work so let me mm-hmm. listen to him now imagine showing up in rumbeg where no one is doing it at all i'm using rumbeg because it's my village an example yeah. 
in my video and no one is doing it at all, it, it becomes hard. But if you do things like uh, we, we usually did poetry and uh, like, you know, how local uh, cultural things, poetry, there's that type of singing. If you do that, they're like, oh, you're doing it like this guy, this guy used to do it. Okay, let's listen to you. So that's the type of thing that I, I, I try to do day in, day out. Mm -hmm. Amazing, amazing. I honestly, I do agree with you. I feel like not only is like representation matter, you know, uh, the way because you being a part in the industry to be able to be that example where people can actually see be like, you know, inspired by you and inspired to get into the comedy that is very important, yeah. just like if somebody, me being in a digital marketing, there's not a lot of young South Sudanese girls that are doing it. So have, being that first person to be able to start it can inspire other people to be like, okay, maybe this is something I can try. This is something I can also be good at it. Uh, I yeah. love the fact that, you know, you highlight the representation is a key in, in, in this sense of it. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. One thing I also wanted to ask you, obviously you've been doing comedy for a very long time. Tell us one of the most memorable moment or experience you had that you're like, wow, this is, this is it. Like, this is something I can carry on for the rest of my life. Um, let me see. One of the most memorable moments. I have had so many. <laughs> <laughs> I've had so many that, uh, but I think, let me see, let me see. I think, it, I think it's the, I think it's the testimonies. I think it's the testimonies that I get from people that, that, that really move me so much. Mm -hmm. uh, I think, I think one of those, I mean, I have been to, to quite a number of countries and I've performed for like a lot of people and and all that excitement and everything it, it, it moves me but i think the most extraordinary thing that ever happened to me there was a time i was uh i was uh there's a there's a supermarket that's called penicia in juba mm -hmm. and then i was i was getting out of the parking lot i don't know was i getting in the car or out i can't remember i might have, i think i was getting into the car and there was this guy he was a a car guard or a security guy right there mm -hmm. Uh, he walks up to me and then he says, hey, are you a cow jumbo? And I said, yeah. And I looked at this guy. And then he says, hey, man, I'm a very big fan of yours. Uh, I watch your stuff all the time. I follow you. Keep doing what you're doing. You inspire me so much. Well, he said a lot of, lot of very, very touching things. And I look at this guy and I'm like, this is a guy who probably struggles to really afford the internet. And if, if, he, affords, if he affords it, Mm -hmm. uh, the, the the last thing he would want to do is go on YouTube because it chews up a lot of data. Even myself, I don't want to go to YouTube in Juba. But if he really <laughs> finds if he really finds the time and thinks that I am worth his 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 data, his small money, his small penny to watch me, follow me, and and appreciate me, then I think the the work that I'm doing is is amazing. Like and that, that's that that that's one of those moments that really moved me so much. His name. His name is Jock, Jock something. I don't remember the second name, but his name started with Jock. Very nice guy. We became friends. Every time I would go to Phoenicia, I'm looking for him. Where is he at? <laughs> so, <laughs> That's a sweet such, story. I love it. Yeah. It did move me so much, and uh, it keeps me pushing. And there are more people that actually 
um, tell me that the people send me messages, the people I meet in person that tell me that and all of that. So those stories really move me to be honest. Excellent, excellent. I love that, you know, your, your craft is not only entertaining people, but also inspiring, also make them feel good. And the fact that, it, like you mentioned, is somebody able to put their whole data to be able to follow you and things like that, that means you are making an impact in their life. So that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the one, point. I mean, you, mm-hmm. you, you don't want to, you don't want to just, uh, everyone can entertain. But how different is your what are you what are you going for like you mm-hmm. need to be relevant and relatable i need to in a country like south sudan where everyone struggles with different things every mm-hmm. single day from men- mental health poverty medical uh medical issues and mm-hmm. so many so many other issues people are depressed day in day out how am i going to connect with these people at a personal level is my question mm-hmm. and how am i going to impact their lives I don't want to come up and just tell them about jokes of how good my life is. No, that's, that's not what I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. What I'm trying to do is how am I connecting with you? How am I using what I, what I, what I do to mm-hmm. help you come together, come to terms with, with, with yourself and, and, uh, testimonies that, that, that show me that I'm doing a little bit of that make me happy. And I try to push, push forward in that direction. Excellent. Wow, that's such an um, incredible piece there. So I know also one of the biggest things, obviously, for you to continue on doing your work and for you to be able to go to so many cities and, and, and host a lot of events, um, during the pandemic, obviously, kind of became a thing where most people are not allowed to do a lot of craft or even like host a show. How did the pandemic impact your, your work or your and how were you able to maneuver and make sure that you're still staying uh, active and you're still doing your materials? I mean, I don't know if you were told, but Juba, we were we were we were bowling. Yeah. Oh, what? <laughs> <It's after> the, <laughs> they didn't tell you that. It's our it's our secret. We kept the secret, but we we were bowling. <laughs> wow, I feel jealous now because I we've been in two years lockdown. Canada was not playing with us. Ah, <laughs> uh, nah. I, only I think. I think the only thing the only thing we didn't have in Juba was flights and we were okay not flying. Like we don't even have <laughs> we don't even have where to go. So so it, it was it was kind of like the it started it started a little bit tight, but a few months later you can't sustain it. Mm-hmm. The this the, the way of life in, in South Sudan or Juba in specific is uh is different from the West or from different countries. If mm-hmm. you tell people to if you tell people to stay at home because uh the the virus spreads because of like big groups and all of that we live in houses like 30 people in one house so you'd rather have them leave the house actually <laughs> you can't have them stay at home and uh and and people are people are poor people want to work you you don't we don't have budgets for like the next six mm-hmm. months you go out we live like chicken you go out find what to eat come back and sleep go out find what to stay, and then you're telling them to stay at home what are they gonna eat you day you live day in day out. You have to figure out what to eat day in mm-hmm. day out. So the so the lockdown was practically impossible in that sense that a lot of a lot of people were in lockdown theoretically, and then a lot more were just like, yeah, it is what it is. So in that space, I I was in Nairobi before where the lockdown was really tight, mm-hmm. but in that in that in in that space. 
but the good when I was in Nairobi, a friend of mine who's a comedian had a had a, a media card, so it would allow him to go anywhere. So I would just roll with him. I would just be in the car with them. We go wherever we want to go and just like see mm-hmm. see the scenery and all of that. So I think mentally, I w- I wasn't really I wasn't really like um, challenged. And uh, but when I moved to Juba, it was a little bit light. Mm-hmm. Um, I did I did a few gigs in in Tanzania by then during the during the lockdown because Tanzania was also not locked down. Then I went to Juba and it was light, so I moved a lot of my material to like sketches. I started writing sketches, shooting sketches, um, growing my social media. That was what I was just like focusing on, and um, and I did I did a show in May for my yeah. own. It was supposed to be my birthday show, but during my birthday, um, they 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 did decide to be a little bit strict about lockdown. So so we're given like. 21 days for like no no gatherings and all that and then after the 21 days they're like it's cool so i did it after that mm-hmm. and it was great in the sense that it was a very it was a very good time for me to find myself lockdown moving back home having grown uh, having lived outside south sudan for a very long time and then i moved back home and i'm doing stuff at home and i feel like i need to be myself i need to change and be the person that i want to always be mm-hmm. and and that started by actually rebranding i used to be called ak dance then so i rebranded to a cow jumbo and uh, i started writing material that was really close to me and close to my community and uh and my country in general yeah. so I, yeah so it, it did change my material in that sense awesome so there was a huge benefit of that lockdown you know kind of the whole rebranding i think it's 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 also necessary because now that you had that trip and you're able to connect with your roots and then that kind of inspire you to be like okay you know what from now on if i'm going to be creating something i want it to be meaningful and yeah yeah so i i loved hearing that story that's really amazing um one yeah. thing so one ad, what advice would you give someone who was trying to start their career as a uh, stand-up comedy right now, whether they're in Canada here, whether they're in um, South Sudan or Nairobi, but they're obviously could be Sudanese or East African that they wanted to start in this kind of paving the way. Uh, what advice do you have for them, for these young people? I think what I would what I would say is that um, what, you just have to start. Like there's no there's no right time to start. You just have to start and then you'll catch up you'll catch up mm-hmm. midway like all you all you need is the confidence you don't need to be funny to start you don't need to be funny you need to be confident enough to air out your opinions you need to be confident enough to stand in front of people and say this is what i want to do and you need to be sure that's what you want to do mm-hmm. and the only thing the only way you do that is by starting so when you start you're getting into it you're getting the confidence you're falling in love with it and then the jokes will come like by the end i'm not saying don't write any jokes but write them but focus focus on being able to say them out don't focus on on them being funny gain the confidence of being on stage in front of strangers that's a that's a very hard thing to do mm-hmm. and uh it's a very it's a very mean industry people don't care about you you have to you have to know that nobody really cares about you 
Mm-hmm. Um, so don't 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 come in crying and complaining and all of that. Just be ready for people who won't care about you, and also there are very nice people that really care and like support you. So be also ready for that. So just just prepare yourself for the worst. To be honest. Okay. So I know you mentioned this is a very very mean industry. Obviously, entertainment industry in general, you can have a lot of critics. You can have a lot of people. Um, either A, they love you so much or B, they just have opinions of your work. How do you kind of like disconnect from that and be like, no, I have a purpose. I have this material I want to do. Not necessarily been impacted by every noise that comes through you. Like how, because this is very important, especially for somebody who's starting. They might be like, oh, I'm starting. And then right away they get a critic, uh, critic saying something and then they kind of like, you know, hurt their feelings or whatnot. So how do you, obviously you being here for a few years, you know some tactics that you go about. So what advice or some things, best practice that somebody could use? You know, there were days when, when, um, you, the, the book there's the book reviewing thing when book when book writing was a thing and like people used to write books and, and book reviewers would like go through a book read it analyze it and then review it and all of that and and the uh, the biasness was a little bit low unless someone is really like really has a personal issue but because they really get to, to read your work or to watch your work and all of that but the social media era has given every everyone the right to be a, a book reviewer because they have a keyboard, and they don't need to read your book. They just have to. They just have to look at your picture, and they're like, ah, ah, ah. or they just have to look at one paragraph in your book, and they're like, ah, 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 ah. it's there, it's terrible. <laughs> and yeah, you get the point. They haven't read the book till the end, or they haven't read the mid middle part of the book, and so they just review you, and they move to the next person and review you, and everything. And 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 the the next thing you realize. They're reviewing everyone that is doing something with their life, and and that's it. And everyone has an opinion about you. And I don't mean to be rude. Most of the times, it's people that are in the worst places in their lives that want to, to throw you off your success or throw you off your your railway. Mm-hmm. And so I think what I what I most what I do most of the time is I give people's opinions different values. Um, the value of your opinion, um, it has to matter to me for me to really take it. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm not hearing you. I hear you. I'm happy to implement uh, those changes if I think they work out for me. But I think letting somebody who just has a keyboard does not su- does not support my work or does not uh, go an extra mile to really follow and see my work and all of that. Letting them influence me or like letting them hurt me or get into my heart and like throw me off my line is unfair to people that follow my work bit by bit support Mm -hmm. my work and and actually watch my work actually read my book Mm -hmm. it's unfair to them if those people that read my book send me uh like the 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 girl there's a girl one of the spaces that they do She's yeah. been following me from 2016. When she told me what she told me, I felt I felt it. I felt yeah. it because this person knows me personally. Not not that we've ever met, but this person has followed me for a very long time. This person has been reading my book, so yeah. their review yeah. is very important to me than any other person that I don't I don't actually know at all. 
on like never come across and and that's just the way it is if you are in the list of of people that support a cow jumbo brand yeah your your opinion really matters i'm gonna be honest with you if you're not i hear you i'll try implement it if i can't it's cool if you really want to support get on the brand let's build this thing together it's a ship we are on it we are rowing in different in different di- directions mm-hmm. and then another thing i do i i get negative criticism and positive criticism or or like like i get people say negative stuff and people that say positive stuff so mm-hmm. when you say when you say negative stuff and all of that i weigh that by probably one and then when you say positive stuff i weigh that by two so by the time i get discouraged the ones must have been so many because i have so many tools that are coming in for me wow yes amazing i i I love that you know just being so critical about what info you're consuming and then how you go about it and making sure that it does not actually impact your craft and sure that it has value to you so that's a very important piece that it it people needs to know about it It, because for me i feel like even in the entrepreneurship journey there are going to be people who love the service you do and there are going to be people who don't like the service you do so it's a matter of like understanding okay who's exactly your audience and who you're going after those people should matter most and everybody else shouldn't be a a big concern for you you might just kind of read their opinion but don't take it to heart so i love the fact that you're able to stress that uh because i do understand that there's going to be a lot of people who wanted to uh, be like, hey, I want to be like a cow jumbo, you know, I want to start comedy, but they don't know that mm. you went through a lot of hoops <laughs> to make it here. And, and there's yeah. still a lot, there's, there's still a lot you have to go through, like, mm-hmm. but you don't have a choice. You just have to protect yourself, know, know what, what should get to you and what shouldn't. Yeah. And like Darwin says, survival of the fittest, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Survival of the fittest. <laughs> yeah. Uh I just wanted to also um say basically thank you thank you so much for being here today. Uh it was an honor to have you and also get to know a little more about your career and things like that. And I know right now currently you are doing a tour so I don't want to hold you for so long. Um can you tell us what are you doing in New York City? <laughs> um th- Okay, I don't know. Um to- today I'm just gonna hang out with a few. Um, I do. I do have some work that I need to finish up by the yeah. by by around 3 p.m. I have some documents I want to review and like yeah. some some stuff that was sent to me yesterday. I need to sign them and then I need to just look at them and all of that. Mm-hmm. And then later on, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to a, the Polo Theater. We're gonna watch the Amateur Night with a friend of mine. And uh, from tomorrow, it's tomorrow. No, from Friday. From Friday is gonna be a b- bit busy for me. I have shows from Friday throughout till next next week, I should say. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and yeah, that's that, that, that that's gonna be a bit um hectic. I have some really uh, like I'm gonna be at the New York Comedy Club and uh, at the comedy strip, the stand. And yeah, and on Saturday I have like three shows in one night. Actually four shows. So I, I need to I need to actually find out how I'm gonna <laughs> gonna balance the four <laughs> shows in one night. <laughs> best of luck that's that sounds like a lot of work <laughs> it is it is it is but it's pretty it's pretty exciting it's 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 really exciting to be on stage and do your thing and like yeah 
And yeah. where can people get get a ticket? Let's say uh, somebody down there they want to be able to, because obviously this show is going to be airing this week. So I want to, for those who want to go check you out this weekend, where can they purchase the ticket? Do they have to come to the or online or something like that? Or you can check out my website, uh, akaujambo.com. Uh, Akau is A K A U. Jambo is J A M B O. Kaujambo.com. And then you can go to the section of shows. And then you can just book the tickets that you want to, the shows that you want to come to. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much, Akau. Or, or you can check on my Twitter or my, or my, uh, all my handles, uh, Instagram, akaujambo.com. Uh, sorry, Akau, at akaujambo. And you can just find everything that I'm doing right there on my uh, on my bio. Just follow the website and find everything. Amazing. And I'll also make sure to add it to the description below so you guys can also yes. follow. And yes. make sure to support him, support his art. You cannot give an opinion without support, right? So <laughs> you can. <laughs> yeah. So thank you. Thank you so much for being here. It was an honor having you. And uh, I'd love to have you back anytime you're around. Maybe, you know, next time when you're in Toronto doing a show, we can meet in person. <laughs> yeah, probably probably next year. I have plans of coming around next year. Um, I'm not so sure what month yet. I'll figure that out when I go back to Juba. I need to first go back home and, and sit down and like, make my uh, my tour dates available awesome amazing have a great one a call thank you so thank much thank you so much thank you so much you have a nice day i'll talk to you soon all right bye-bye